everyone. Welcome back to The Road to Oz. I'm Chloe. And I'm Cassie. As we've stated in every episode due to the outbreak of COVID-19, SUNY Oswego is not able to have traditional face-to-face visits. However, we wanted to make sure that you will still get up to experience the student perspective on our school and also learn about different aspects of our campus. In the creation of this podcast, we're using video chat call-ins to make sure we are maintaining social distance. In this episode, we'll be talking with more alumni. This is part two of our two-part alumni series. In the last episode, we spoke to alumni who we knew from our time at Oswego. However, there are many alumni who have done very notable things after their time at Oswego, who, with the help of this podcast, gave us the opportunity to connect with them and share with us their stories. A great thing about being a part of the Oswego community is once you're a Laker, you're always a Laker. Even though this episode features alumni who have graduated over a decade ago, they still love Oswego and are still love to give back to us. We hope you enjoy. Okay, so our first guest, we're going to have Al Roker, so if you could introduce yourself, say your name, your graduation year, what you studied, anything you were involved with on campus, and what you do now. All right, uh, my name is uh, Al Roker. I graduated uh, in 1976. Uh, uh, then it, w- it wasn't the communications department, it was radio and TV. Um, and uh, when I was on campus, I was part of... Uh, uh, WOCR, which is now, I guess, WTOP. Uh, I worked at WRVO, uh, the public radio station, and uh, just hung out a lot. <laughs> uh, back in the day, in uh, what is the Hewitt Union, that was the student center, um, and the radio station was in the basement, and it was across the hall from the Rat Skeleton, which was an on-campus bar, uh, which served alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that before. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so sometimes the good old days really were the good old days. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, and then for those who don't know, which I'm sure many do, um, could you explain a little bit about what you do now? No idea. No, I, uh, <laughs> I am the... Uh, uh, I do the, I'm the co-host and weather uh, anchor for the Today Show uh, from 7 till 9. And then from 9 till 10, I'm one of the co-hosts of the third hour of today. Uh, And also, I head up the NBC News Climate Unit. Uh, We've got some plans coming up for Earth Week, which have been somewhat disrupted by, uh, obviously, the the pandemic. Uh, But we're still working on stuff. Uh, and, and that's, and then I've got a production company where we produce television shows and digital content and stuff. Um, and I am a dad to three kids and a husband to Deborah Roberts, who happens to be a, uh, a correspondent on ABC news 2020. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Could you talk to us a little bit about, um, how you found Oswego and like why you chose to attend Oswego? Well, uh, you know, first of all, like a lot of students at uh, SUNY Oswego, I come from a uh, middle to lower middle income background. My dad was a bus driver. My mom was a nursing assistant, uh, the oldest of six kids. So there wasn't a lot of money. And so while I would have liked to go to have gone to NYU or Syracuse University, and I knew I wanted to do, I actually wanted to be in film. I wanted to be, you know, work as either a producer, writer, director in film. And, and, you know, there were no SUNY schools that had that at the time. But SUNY Oswego 
had a radio and TV department. And I thought, well, they show movies on TV, and I like TV. Mm -hmm. So let me apply there. And uh, SUNY uh, met my stringent requirements. They accepted me. Uh, so I went to the school, really sight unseen. Uh, you know, the days of, I mean, when you kids are growing up and a lot of these students who are maybe potential students who are listening to this, they're, well, of course, everything's changed now because of this pandemic. But I've got uh, uh, two kids, one who's in college now and one who's graduated. And we did the whole college tour thing. Uh, I, we didn't go on a college tour. They accepted me. I thought, great, that's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I showed up in, in August, right there at, uh, uh, I, my first dorm was Onondaga. Hmm. And, and, and never having been on a great lake before, I was confused because they said it's a lake, but you can't see the other side. <laughs> is this really a lake or is this an ocean? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. We often get, um, prospective students who come on tours and they ask, one, if you can see Canada from the other side, and then also if it's the Oswego Ocean, because it is just so vast. Uh. It is. It is It is a vast, vast <laughs> body of water. Yeah. But one of the smaller Great Lakes. So yeah. there you have it. Um, so if you had to pick one, what was your favorite memory from your time at Oswego? Ooh, wow. <sighs> you know, I would say... Uh, either in, in May or in early September. You know, the weather's still really nice. And going down by the loop and getting a, a soft serve at Bev's, mm -hmm. Dairy Treat, uh, or getting some fried clams and you know, just sitting by the lake. Uh, it, it's very hard to beat that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's definitely one of... The best parts, I feel like everyone can agree, the lake is one of the, the best parts of Oswego, and especially going to Bev's and getting ice cream is a very popular thing to do. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, how we know that you're, you stay very connected with SUNY Oswego. How and why have you stayed so connected with SUNY Oswego over the years? I don't know. I, you know, it, it's, um, I think it's a great school. Um, and I think it affords a really great education, uh, as, especially for what you pay for it. I mean, you know, if you go down the road there to Syracuse University, you're going to pay, I don't know, four or five times as much. Maybe it's not that much, but uh, I'm, let's just say this. What the heck? Um, <laughs> but, but I don't think for a better education, uh, you know, smaller class size, more hands-on, more opportunities. I think just as good a caliber of faculty. Um, I, I just, uh, so anything I can do to help promote SUNY Oswego, I'm, I'm all for. Awesome. Um, so what advice do you have for any current or prospective SUNY Oswego students? What I think is great about it is that in a sense, you're going away to college, but you're not that far from home. I mean, it is kind of amazing. You can drive five hours and you're still in New York State, especially if you're a downstate student. There are other, obviously, kids who come from other parts of the state. But uh, it's almost like you're going out of state, but you're in state. 
because it's it's a it's a different environment uh, for a lot of students, and I think that's great. I think because you tend to, uh, you know, have more make better friends, have better friendships, not uh, not be running off back to back home or going other places. You tend to stay in Oswego, and uh, and and the campus. Is just, I mean, it's a state-of-the-art campus now, and it's just a beautiful place. And so I think I would tell students, that, or prospective students, that this is really, uh, I think, one of the best environments you can be in, and especially for the for the for what you and and or your parents will be paying. I think it is a terrific, terrific place. It's a great environment. It's a beautiful setting, uh, and you've got world-class. Uh, faculty members who actually care about you and so uh, you know I just I think it's it's one of those things where there, there's so many things going for the school that I think it, it's one of the great uh, best kept secrets I, I think it, I really do think hands down uh, it's the best uh, SUNY in the SUNY system and and not a, not uh, inconsequentially uh, we have, as the college president, Deborah Stanley, the longest-running college president in the SUNY system. And, you know, what's great about that is she knows, she knows where the bodies are buried. So she can help get stuff and do things and have things that a lot of college presidents in the SUNY system uh, can't, can't achieve. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think everybody kind of finds a second home at SUNY Oswego once once they get here. And it's definitely um, a good-kept secret, like how great the campus is, like you said. And I've had a great time last uh, semester or last year uh, teaching a, a broadcast meteorology class. Um, and and it, was, it was terrific. And, there, you know, what's, what's great about SUNY Oswego is that, you know, there, there are so many opportunities to apply your craft. And there were a number of kids in that class that I thought were ready for on-air work like as soon as they graduate. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, um, and they're, they're graduating this year and I think a couple of them actually already have jobs. So uh, I, I, think, I think what's great about uh, Oswego is that it prepares you for the real world. It really does. A lot of schools are very theoretical and, uh, you know, they're, they're not grounded in reality. And SUNY Oswego is. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you on that. Um, so finally, I know you kind of mentioned a bunch of things here or there, but overall, what do you love about SUNY Oswego? Uh, I love the community. I think it's a terrific community of, of people, of talent, of students, of faculty, of place. It just, it, it really has everything you would want and nothing you don't. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining us and being on this podcast. You know, we really appreciate it. Again, like I said, we love our alumni. We love that you were so willing to talk to us and share your Oswego experience. Well, Happy to, anytime, anything, anything for the Great Lakers. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay, so for our next guest, we have Juliana. So would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about um, what you studied when you were at Oswego um, and then what you do now? Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, my name is Juliana Hannett. I graduated uh, from SUNY Oswego in 1991. I studied theater with a um, concentration in stage management and a minor in business administration because that was what my mother required of me to study theater, which I thought was a very reasonable compromise. And um, now, I did uh, become a stage manager for a few years, but through a confluence of events, uh, I ended up in 2001 taking a job as a publicist, and I have represented Broadway shows for the last 20 years, and uh, among other things, but predominantly Broadway shows, currently uh, Girl from the North Country, which just opened before... Um, the zombie apocalypse began <laughs> and we've been continuing to uh talk about you know when we get to resume things and go back to work which nobody i think really knows when that is right now it's june 7th but i don't think anybody thinks it's going to be june 7th <laughs> hmm. um so how did you find us we go when you were looking at colleges and why did you pick it this is a great story and i'm never going to lie about this even <laughs> though it's probably not like super approved in terms of things but um <laughs> when I was in when I was in high school and was getting ready time to apply for college I hadn't I was sort of late to figure out that theater it did never occur to me doing theater in high school and loving it so much that it was a thing that somebody would pay me for mm -hmm. so I was pretty late in the game when I was like wait a second I can like make money doing this um and so then I really focused my attention uh but my parents said you know they sat me down and said well first my dad said you could join the army and i was like no i'm good <laughs> i was like i appreciate the option but i don't think that's for me um or they said if you want to go to suny we're able to pay for it but if you want to go to a private school you know, we don't have the money for that. We can help you, but you would have to take out loans. And I said, okay, I'll go to SUNY. Like, that sounded like a great deal to me because I grew up on Long Island. Um, and I don't know about now, but back then, it was about a third of the campus was from Long Island. Um, it feels like it. It feels like everyone here is kind of yeah. from Long Island. Um, and so the attractiveness of a private school for me was far outweighed by not having to come out of school with a mountain of debt. So I, um, at the time, Geneseo was like the hot school. So I applied there early admission and I filled out the SUNY application. I don't know if it's still true, but back then you could just fill out one application and apply across mm -hmm. all the schools. Um, and Geneseo was like, ha ha, no. <laughs> So then I applied regular admission to everything. And my SAT scores were average. Like, I don't super, I don't test great. Uh, I test well enough, but, like, my, my SAT scores weren't, like, amazing. Um, and so I started visiting campuses and still pushing for Genesis, you know, but I visited, you know, obviously, like, Purchase and Stony Brook and Albany and Buffalo um, and... I wasn't in love 
with any of those um, schools. And I was still banking. I was still like really thinking. And then Geneseo rejected me outright. And so I was looking at my options and I was like, okay, Stony Brook right by the house. Oswego, like so far away. And my dad was like, Stony Brook. And I was like, no, I'm going to a super far away one. And then I'm going to stay there for a semester and then I'll get into Geneseo. And he was like, all right, you know, it's going to be cold up there, right? And I was like, I don't care, far away. Give me out of here. So I started and I think it was like in the first two weeks, I met my three best girlfriends who are still my three best girlfriends. And my mom called me and was like, did you pick up? the application to transfer to Geneseo. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm staying here. (laughs) Um, I was already involved in like the first production in the theater that's that year. Uh, Like I was already, I found my home there instantly. And I literally didn't remember anything about the rest of it. And I know that's a longer story than probably most people tell, but I, I feel like I feel so fortunate because I fell into it. Um, really totally randomly and it's been such a big part of my life for the last like how long ago is 1991 30 years <laughs> almost <laughs> it's been such a big part of my life and for that to be how it began it just feels like the stars aligned yeah that's really awesome I think a lot of people come and maybe aren't sure but then they end up finding a home at Oswego which is really cool um so I know you said that that you might not remember a lot after that, but do you have like a favorite memory or memories from your time at this video? I made some notes. Yeah, I prepared. Um, <laughs> because the, things like that are hard to think of off the top of your head because you're talking about like four years and you're also talking about college where possibly I had some drinks and it's a long time ago now. So I made some notes. So yes. Um, Back to my three best girlfriends who I'm having, who I've been having Zoom dates with every Saturday morning during this uh, quarantine. Uh, They've been such a big part of my life. And the fact that we all met at school and managed to all kind of meet together. And we've been through a lot over the past 100 years. um, And to still be friends, like effortlessly friends, is great. Um, I met my mentor at Oswego, a professor named Ron Medici, who passed away a few years ago, but I wouldn't be me if it weren't for him. Uh, He really helped me be confident in myself and start to feel like I was good at something, which is a really important, when you look back at your life, like things like that are really important Um, because it doesn't matter how good I actually was at it. It was about building self-confidence to go out into the world. And that was something that I felt like Oswego really did for me. Uh, It made it a different kind of challenging because I stepped out into the world and I was like, cool, what do we do now? And I felt at the top of my game and then you start and then you see where the world starts, you know? Um, I was like, I'm gonna be on Broadway. And I, I was, but not for, not until I was almost 30. but he prepared me to be me, and uh, I will always be grateful for him to him for that. Um, 
it's gone now, and I don't know when it was gone, so I don't know if anybody listening to this will remember that it was there, but there was a restaurant right by the uh, campus called Perkins, and it was open 24 hours, uh, and we used to go study there. Study there. <laughs> Airports. Um, whenever you were, like, feeling not productive, you'd be like, all right, I'm going to pick up my stuff, and I'll go study at Perkins, which really meant that you were going to, like, drink coffee and smoke cigarettes and gossip. I know that's not a popular opinion, but like it was a different time. Like cigarettes were sold on campus when I was, it was a very different. So like, yeah, you could smoke in the restaurant. Like you would just like drink coffee and not at all study. But you know, I feel like important, important other parts of development happened there. Um, but yeah, those are some, those are some memories that will always stay with me. I love that, that you still are friends with your best friends from college, because I think a lot of people think about that, especially, like, current students now, like, seniors, like, we're all trying to figure out how to stay connected and, like, what we're going to do, so I really like, I like that. Yeah, and that's why Gen X is so, was so excited about Facebook, and that's why we ruined it for everybody, (laughs) we didn't have a way to randomly stay in touch. Like the internet started to be a thing that existed while I was in college. I had one friend who had an email address, but I don't know if he ever used it for things. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so if you didn't actively seek your people out to stay in touch, you just didn't stay in touch. So when Facebook became a thing and by like 2008, 9, 10, 11, like we were all figuring it out, all of a sudden there was like 50 people or more <laughs> that you could be back in touch with. And so it's, it's been really fun um, to keep that network going over the years via social media that you kind of always know what people are up to. And then when I'm randomly in Boston and I check in somewhere, a friend of mine that I haven't seen in 20 years will be like, hey, I'm in Boston, let's have dinner, you know, and like that, that kind of stuff is great. <laughs> Um, so you talked about how Oswego was a big impact on you. So how and why do you stay connected to SUNY Oswego? Um, before alumni and residence was a thing, I was, you know, working with the theater department to come up from time to time and talk to classes. Uh, it started to be something that I did almost immediately right after graduation when I had any experience to speak of. And I never thought I was going to be like the rah-rah, go school person, but that's how it went down. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I started doing that. And then I started going to Oswego um, to do it. And then alumni and residents became a thing. So it got to be more involved. And by then I was doing publicity. And so um, it took... I think a couple of times to really get on the radar of the communications department because my niche is so, so niche mm-hmm. um, And now I go up and I talk to theater students, marketing students, and PR students, and it's, uh, it's really great because I feel like as the world is changing and as my job is so weird and complicated, and it took me so many years to figure out how to navigate it that, I don't know, I feel I get a real sense of pride by being able to be very, very honest 
with students about what to expect in the real world. I feel like I got a lot of party line stuff when I was in school about how the world was going to be and how the theater was going to be. And um, I think part of that is helpful, but it gives you a very idealized sense of things. And I think it's important to sometimes answer those questions honestly. Like almost every, especially theater class I talk to, somebody asks, what if I want to do, what if I'm interested in a career in theater and what if I'm interested in some other thing? How do I decide? And my answer is always the same. Do the other thing. And people are always surprised by that, but it's the most honest answer I can give. These jobs are hard. And they take a lot out of you and they sacrifice a lot of your life. And you shouldn't do them unless you don't have an option um, because you love it so much that you have to. And being able to share my honest impressions of the industry and my career and life in general is a real, a real treat for me. And then um, I guess five years ago, six years ago now, I was invited to join the schema board um, the advisory board, and that was a really exciting thing. I've always wanted to serve on an academic advisory board, and I had been trying to talk to uh, Hunter College in the city where I got my MA, and they've never been interested in talking to me. I can't ever engage them, and I've gone through, like, everybody that I possibly could to get on their radar, but, like, for whatever reason, they're not interested. But joining the schema board was great because... It takes a long time, but really having an opportunity to help um, craft what the curricula looks like and help get the word out about the school and um, offer any insights onto things that might be helpful to the various departments. It's it's a wonderful um, it's a wonderful thing to be able to do and. No matter what's going on in my life, it's a welcome break from that to, you know, I, the fall meeting is up in Oswego, so I always try, I can't always do it, but I always try to do alumni and residents in conjunction so I can spend a few days. Um, and I was able to do that last fall and it was fantastic. Uh, so it keeps me going up and seeing my friends who are in town and staying involved and being on campus and there's just nothing it's just something that makes me consistently happy. That's awesome. We really always appreciate when, I know like we do and all the other students appreciate when alumni come back and can share their advice and their experience with us. Um, it's definitely really helpful to get like a real world perspective on things like that. So thank you. Um, do you I know you kind of just gave a little bit of advice, but do you have any general advice for current and prospective SUNY Oswego students? I do, and it's different from my other advice. <laughs> um, basically, my list for current students are things that I wish I had done uh, looking back uh, at my college time. And I don't, I don't regret anything, and I wouldn't, I, like, I wouldn't change anything, but I, these are some things that I wish that I had sort of pursued a little bit more. Um, I stayed a lot in the theater department. I didn't really diversify in terms of my extracurricular activities, and I wish I had done that. I wish I had, um, you know, continued a language 
or uh, participated in more organizations and branched out, and it probably would have helped me personally because while no one would believe this, I am very much an introvert who happened to pick a very extroverted job for some reason. Um, so I put on a good facade, but like it would have helped me, I think, at a critical time in sort of like emotional development to have been diversified among not just my comfort zone group of people. I would have met more people and like some of it would have been terrible, but it probably would have also added a lot to my being well-rounded as a person, as a student, as a friend, uh, learning new things via different clubs and organizations. I wish I had done more of that. Um, I wish I had done internships. Uh, and it's not like they didn't tell me to. A lot of people told me to, and I didn't follow any of their advice, and I was wrong. So do internships. Uh, if you can look into studying abroad, I felt very much like um, I couldn't leave for a semester. It was too important. We were doing shows. It was all too important. And it's not. The world can turn without you for a semester if you have an opportunity like that. I don't know anything about what was involved because I never even looked into it which blows my mind looking back on that. Uh, and even my mom even brought it up a couple of times. And I was like, no, 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 I can't leave. I can't leave. I can't be gone for a semester. Everything will happen and I will miss it, you know? Uh, but then I didn't travel abroad. Like I didn't leave the country until I was like, I think 30. Uh, and that felt weird. <laughs> um, so I wish that I had given myself that opportunity or at least looked into it. And I would say use uh the uh, alumni network those of us that participate in the alumni network um do it because we want to and because we love to and i think all of us wish that more people would reach out but like that when they reach out they would be um proactive about how they wanted our help you know i've had people that want my help and advice and various things and I'm happy to give it. And then I have somebody once that reached out and said, can you send me a list of all the theater places where I should apply for internships? And I was like, no, <laughs> that's not like, I'm not here to do it for you. I said, if you want to research places and there are a handful of places that you like, you should come back to me and I'll give you contact to all of those places that you can reach out to and use my name. Never heard from that person again. Because they just simply didn't want to do the legwork. And that's important for me to, um, to stay ahead of because I want to give my time, but I, I want to give my time to people who want to use it the right way. Um, you know, so if someone reached out to me and said they wanted to come shadow me at work, I've done that a couple of times. And, you know, uh, and I'm always happy to, uh, you know, a, a couple of different PR students have asked, asked to talk to me for projects and papers and things like that. And I love doing that. Uh, I love doing it. So I think use your alumni network, like talk to the people at the school about how they can connect you with people and, uh, and get into it because people love, I have a fellow board member who uh, also is uh, a publicist and um, she loves hiring people from Oswego. <laughs> we all feel, those of us who are involved, like feel so personally about Oswego, we want to help. Like if you reach out to me and you want an internship somewhere, and I can help, like, I'll give a huge recommendation, you know? And I think a lot of us are like that. So use your alumni network. It's what we're here for. It's why we do it. 
Yeah, I really do think our alumni network is very unique to Oswego. I feel like people who are involved with it, like, like you said, they want to help you. Like, you guys are there, like, you've been through it. So we really, we really do appreciate you, especially you taking the time to do this with us. Um, the only other alumni network I've seen that's quite as prevalent to me as Oswego is Yale. Um, specifically with their theater department. I don't know how it works otherwise, but like the Yale theater graduates, boy, if you could get into Yale, uh, that's what you get for your billion dollars or however much it costs. You get a crazy network of people. Um, and I did apply to Yale for graduate school. They didn't want me. Uh, <laughs> and it ended up working out for the best. But if I had gotten in there, for like $65,000 a year or whatever it was at the time, that's what you're, you know, you're buying an education, but you're also getting this incredible network. And so that's why it's always been very important for me to do that at Oswego. Um, and prospective students, that was hard for me to think of, like, but I, I can say that I graduated 25 years ago, which is an entire lifetime, like you guys' entire lifetime. So... I have a lot, I have a whole life and career to look back on and to, um, to really analyze how things played out. I have a lot of data to work with. And Oswego was such a big part of setting the stage for who I was going to become as a person, as a friend, as a professional, as a theater uh, professional. And that's why I would say that prospective students should give a little extra time to Oswego um, because I think those of us that, that graduated, especially with the kind of distance from college years that I have, um, I, I, don't, I don't know who I would be if I went some, to another school uh, because so much of me is rooted in my four years at Oswego and all the years after that I have, you know, been involved and even just with my friends and still. So I, I would say that there's something, there's really something special about Oswego um, that, that you should pay a little extra attention to. That's my advice for perspectives. So our last question for you, I know you touched about it a little bit, but um, what do you love about Oswego? If you had to pick one thing. Oh, I picked four things. Okay. <laughs> you give us all I don't know if I can choose between them, but like a lot of it I hit on already. Um, no, you can tell us all four. You see some people like everything. <laughs> so yeah. you trying to get um, I love the community, uh, the on-campus community, the departmental community within your major uh, or your other organizations. Like I was not, uh, in a sorority, but like a lot of my friends were, and I know like the Greek community is a big deal and very important. Like, so whatever your community was, um, it will be with you the rest of your life. And then community among alumni and not just the people that you knew, but like whenever for the rest of your life, you meet somebody from Oswego, you have like, you're immediately friends. There's no further questions. Uh, and that's kind of great. Um, you know, I talked about uh, my friends and all the wonderful friends that I've met there and have maintained over the years. And, like, even if I don't see somebody for literally 20 years, 
it's like you didn't miss a beat. You saw each other yesterday. And that those kinds of relationships, the older you get, the more important they are because new friendships and changing the way that we socialize changes. And all of that is hard for some people. And I'm one of those people for whom it is difficult. And to have so many people in my life that I don't have, um, I don't have to work to be friends with them. And they don't have to work to be friends with me. Uh, I don't have to be in a good mood for them. They understand, they know me on like a granular level. Those are like my three or four friends from high school and all of my other friends. <laughs> Um, the theater department there really helped cultivate my love for the theater. Uh, academically, performance-wise, uh, within like the minutia of the work, like so much of my time was spent there, and so much of my love for the theater as an art form was born there and grown there, um, and it's a huge part of who I am today. Uh, and Oswego has always offered me the incredible opportunity to give back, and it's been a really important part of my life. And I've been, I, I get as much out of it as I hope I'm able to, to give. Uh, it just, it really, it helps. Whenever I'm talking to students, it always helps put things in perspective for me. Because without fail, it's always... I'm talking about what I love. So if I'm having like a really terrible time at work at any given time, if I'm talking to students, all of a sudden everything seems better because I just spent an hour talking about all the things that I love. And I'm like, oh, right, I love this job. <laughs> so the opportunity to give back is really important to me, and I'm glad to have that uh, from Oswego. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Juliana, for sharing your experience and telling us, um, giving your advice and everything like that. We really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Thank you for asking. For our next guest, we have Tom. So, Tom, can you please introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Tom Flaherty. I graduated Oswego in 1986. Um, I was an art major and a sci-fi brother. And... Right now, I'm the CFO for the Make-A-Wish Foundation of Metro New York and Western New York. That's really cool. So, could you talk a little bit about how your experience at Oswego and, like, what happened afterwards kind of led you to where you are right now? Sure. Um, I was an art major with a museum studies minor. Uh, when I left school, I went to work in museums, and I worked um, at the Guggenheim Museum, and... Uh, and I got a role as an accounting clerk, and I learned accounting and finance from there, and I took um, several other jobs afterwards in not-for-profit. Um, I ended up at the Make-A-Wish Foundation because, um, you know, the, the arts were still interested to me, but um, I liked to work for a children's organization. I had kids at the time, and I've been at the Make-A-Wish Foundation for 15 years now. That's awesome. So how did you find SUNY Oswego and why did you choose to attend? Um, well, I was, affordability was one, I wanted to go to a SUNY school. Um, I looked at SUNY, um, Albany, Banton, and, um, and Oswego. Um, my, bro my two oldest brothers went to Albany and my next oldest brother went to Oswego. And uh, I visited both of them and uh, I liked Oswego better it was a lot more fun <laughs> um 
and I decided, you know, that's where I wanted to go. And they had a very good art program at the time. Awesome. Um, so if you had to, like, think about your time on this we go um, and pick something, what is your favorite memory from when you attended? Probably um, the day after um, I got into my fraternity <laughs> to the day I graduated. <laughs> uh, uh, being in sci-fi was probably the best experience. Um, I learned um, how to work with people, whether you wanted to or not, mm-hmm. how to work together. Um, I took on roles uh, every single year. I was a pledge master, treasurer, social chairman. Um, the only thing I didn't do was president. Didn't really want it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was also the um, uh, GSA rush rep. So I went around to promote all the uh, fraternities. That's really cool. So how and why do you stay connected to SUNY Oswego? Um, well, I go up um, often. It's been, it's been actually about four years since I've been up last, but I used to go up every single year for about 15 years. Um, uh, we have a, um, a fraternity reunion every year. Um, it was in March every year, and they moved it to the fall, and the fall's a little bit more difficult for me to go to. Um, we have our 95th anniversary coming up, and uh, we're going to um, have that in September. I'm going to go to that. Um, but I helped uh, create um, a Sci-Fi Gamma Alumni Association. Um, I started it, wrote the bylaws, the corporate documents, um, created the um, 403, uh, 407B, uh, and then I became a treasurer for seven years, took some time off, and then to treasurer for another two years. Um, so I stayed you know, connected to Oswego that way. I was up there every year. Um, would stop in and visit uh, some of my old teachers who are still around or alive. Cool. Um, so if you could give any advice for current and prospective students um, going to SUNY Oswego, what would it be? Uh, make sure you don't mind the cold. <laughs> um, uh, be involved with something. It doesn't have to be Greek life, but Greek life is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's sports or club or something, just and uh, try to move off campus. Don't live on in the dorms for four years. What do you love about SUNY Oswego? Um, the lake was great, beautiful. Um, there was a lot of things I loved when I was up there that I'll always remember. Is Sal's Birdland, which is no longer there. Um, Rudy's, um, you know, going down to um, down to the lake. Um, the, you know, dirt day, um, clam bake, senior clam bake, all that was great. Um, the bands that we had were good, Old City Hall. Um, I bartended at Broadwell's for uh, two years, which is no longer in existence, but that was where, I don't know, I think it was a Taco Bell there or something, whatever, <laughs> or, or a 7-Eleven. Um, but that was, a, um, it was across the street from the woodshed, but that was a great place. Um, I love bartending there. I bartended for Greek Soch, which was an amazing time. We had 50 cents for from four to seven and open taps. It was great. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and joining us um, on this podcast and talking about your alumni experience and why you love us. We go and how you're still involved. We really appreciate it. Sure. 
We want to thank Al Roker, Juliana Hannett, and Tom Flaherty for taking the time out of their busy schedules to talk to us. To our listeners, thank you for listening and learning about our alumni as we continue on this journey adjusting into this digital age. If you have any questions for us or any of our guests, please feel free to message us on Instagram at uswego underscore admission or email us at admis at uswego.edu. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay motivated, and stay positive.